Welcome to the Talent X Movie Business Podcast brought to you, obviously, by Talent X. I am your host, Shola Thompson. And for this uh, session of the podcast, we are talking about script writing on the show. On the podcast today, we have a script writer and producer and lecturer, a <laughs> Billy Nebeli. And she'll be joining us. And of course, you know, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today, Billy. Hi, Shola. How are you doing? How's it going? I'm very well. So we're just going to jump right to it because, you know, we have quite a number of things to cover. So let's talk about, yes, storytelling, right? You've told quite a number of stories from uh, the Wale Adinuga Productions in the past to what you're currently working on at the moment and also lecturing students on what exactly is expected or they should be putting into their work. So talk about, let's talk about the different elements that go into storytelling. Well, uh, there are a lot of things that go into storytelling because it depends on the type of story you're telling. Mm -hmm. Is it a feature film? Is it for TV? Is it um, like, are you publishing? Is it print? But in the core of it is basically the same thing, right? You have a hero and then you have someone who's opposing the hero and the hero has to have a goal, they have to have a desire, they have an idea of what they are looking for, right? And then you have obstacles aside from the antagonists. So take for instance, a student who wants to go to the university overseas, the parents are in support, but perhaps they don't want her to study the course that she wants to go for. So that's an obstacle already. Do you understand? And then you have the fees and then you have her trying to get scholarships. So this is an obstacle. Then you can now have an opponent who wants the exact same thing that she wants for herself. And it's probably just one position. Okay. So, do you understand? So you have to think about that. Then you also have to have um, the, the protagonist should have, say, a whole need. So that means is that they have internal issues with themselves, which we all have as humans. So yes. this need is something that you have to fix that affects yourself. So for a, a layman language, you call it a weakness. So what are okay. weaknesses? We have the usual ones, which is you being naive, you being too trusting, you being maybe you're an alcoholic, our usual weaknesses, or you like women, things that people could use against you. Do you understand? So the right. moral need also affects other people, but the psychological need only affects you. So for your character to be layered and for your story to be empathic, you should have a character who they can relate to and who has this internal conflict. Because mm. if you layer it like this, it's easy for other people to see what you're going through because they've either gone through it or they know someone who have gone through this. So okay. it's not a straight journey you get. So um, movies that I, I like to use as examples, I don't know if you've seen this, it's a very old movie, um, War of the Roses. War of the Roses, uh, Michael yeah. Keating? No, 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 Michael Douglas. And Michael Douglas, beg your pardon, Michael Douglas. And yeah, that was, a, that was a very interesting one. Exactly. So you could understand that the, the theme is still very relevant in today's world. Hmm. Very, very relevant. And you could see their struggles, their internal conflicts, wanting to be together, but still not wanting to stand down for the other. Do you understand? So you could see their needs, their weaknesses, and how it clashes, right? 
So anybody that is in a marriage and the marriage is toxic of you would easily relate to this because you can see the woman being passive aggressive. In fact, people will even tell you, ah, if it was me, I would have left her since, or I would have left him since. Like you hear all those stories, which mm-hmm. just tells you they relate. Mm-hmm. They're enjoying it. And mm-hmm. so you should have that, right? Then you should also look at having a theme, right? And a theme is different from a subject matter. So a theme okay. is, is the regular things that you know, like the divorce and happiness and stuff, but it's basically your own opinion of it. So take, for instance, now let's use maybe adoption. You would hear people say, oh, okay. I mean, I've never really thought about adoption, but if I were in that shoe, I would not adopt a child. They are not against it, but they are against it for themselves. So your okay. opinion, of, or if you say, for instance, um, how fathers are basically neglected, women are more forward for their roles in the family, right? So men are not so celebrated or they're just recently being celebrated now. So they do all the sacrifices, they go to work, they come back and everything. And at the end, the kids always more or less go towards the mother. And society praises women more, do you understand? So you can have a theme where you talk about the absence of the support, of the praise, of the... Another movie that I like to use is, it's a Korean movie, it's called Train to Busan, and it was so explicit in that theme, like all the fathers sacrificed their lives for their kids, because it's a zombie movie, and they were literally on the train from the beginning of the movie to the end. Like, it's so cool. So, but it was so obvious that they sacrificed their lives for their kids to survive this zombie apocalypse, and they were they were more or less easily forgotten. So you could tell that the writer and the director had this at the back of their mind. So that can be your thing. You pick a subject matter and tell through the characters what your opinion is of that. And you can even have both ways. So the hero and the protagonist can have the same idea of a theme, but approach it from two different perspectives. So for instance, maybe abortion, maybe the hero is for it, but only if the person was probably raped or something. And then the protagonist, the antagonist is like, no, it's my body. I should be able to do this. You can't tell me this, you understand? So it's very similar, but it's slightly different. So it's basically your opinion of that. So you should also have that in your, in your storytelling because for, for you to tell stories, you have a general thing that is happening and you would want to be able to express to other people because Film, you, you watch a movie and you don't you don't realize that when you come out you're slightly a different person because you're actually hearing other people's dialogue. When I mean dialogue, I mean like dialectics. You're hearing their thoughts, their perspectives on things. And sometimes it hits with you and sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't mean that you disapprove of what they're saying. You just don't agree. Like you hear them, but you don't agree. So there are those slight things that changes in you. So you learn and then you you have an open mind about certain things. So for me, your story should have these things. And these are the things that should even drive your plot and then mm-hmm. drive the plans that the character makes while going on this journey. So, yeah. All right, all right, very, very well said, very well said. And uh, there's, there's a lot to pick from. And I'm sure from how you've broken this down, you've also said uh, a lot about, you know, being able to tell whether, basically, you know, how you can tell if a story is a good story. 
you know, you mentioned something about being able to relate and of course other elements that were mentioned as well. So what other elements of a story makes it a good story? Huh. The plot. But mm -hmm. I think it's, it's, so I think character and plot are not so different. Like people always say, oh, which one do you prefer, the character or the plot? But I think right. sometimes people mistake plot for action. Okay. So for me, plot is as your, as your hero should be an action person. Like you make plan the first time for something to happen for your goal. Your mm -hmm. protagonist, or your antagonist, sorry, or your obstacles, they twat your plans, and then you make another plan. So you're not reacting to what has happened to you. You are consistently making plans according to how your journey is going. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. But sometimes mm -hmm. heroes that, oh, something is wrong with them, they want to do this, but then they wait for something to happen first, and then they react to that happening. They are not okay. so active. Do you understand? And it's annoying because then you're now relying so much on the action to drive the story, not the plot, the action. Mm. So, oh, what if we now have this car blow up here? And sometimes you have that feeling of it's, oh, at the end, they don't know how to save the hero. And then you have this, is it Deuce ex machine or how is this said? And then it's so funny because you know, it's no, this is not realistic. No, this yeah. is so realistic. And that's because they, <laughs> tend more to action or how they can please the audience and not necessarily following who is this character, what is their plan, what would they do, what they can do, and then the antagonist, because again, they are, your antagonist, since they are vying for the same goal, they should be somewhat mm -hmm. similar. It should be somewhat similar in strength and capability because you'd want your hero to have a worthy opponent. Very true. Very true. So, so let me ask you something. So as far as uh, uh, storytelling is concerned, I'm sure we know uh, with, um, I'm sure you, you, with you attending lectures for this, going to school for this, and basically understanding real proper storytelling, uh, a lot of it is influenced by, let me say, you know, the Western idea of storytelling, which is a three-part storytelling, basically the setup, the confrontation, and then the resolution. Now in your, in, in the new age, now you realize there are a lot of movies that try to run away from this structure yes. right because it seems like maybe that can be limiting you know the three-part storytelling so do you feel maybe this is something that can be investigated here in nigeria you know to make it more to try more african to give it a more african style or maybe something as unique to maybe nollywood or any other movie industry or are we all just stuck with the three-part storytelling for the rest of our lives no but i i think that people are already breaking away from it because you hear people talk about the freight tag, you hear people talk about the seven art structure, which is what I was mm -hmm. telling you. I go, I go with Super. the name and the goal. Yeah. So, so you already hear people talking about that. But then again, um, we're a broke industry. <laughs> ah. So who are you writing for? Are you writing <laughs> for yourself? Or are you writing for someone? Mm -hmm. So sometimes you have to tailor your imagination slash tailor your creativity towards the market yes all right all right so let's let's talk about your techniques now so um understanding the market understanding that uh with the people that you're trying to reach out to you know they they have wants and needs and we have to cater to that and maybe hopefully slowly tr try to introduce them to a more expansive world of storytelling so what type of techniques do you apply when it comes to trying to tell these type of stories 
it depends on who my client is in all honesty yeah if I'm okay I go through everything that I just said uh, earlier on and what I, I teach my students. But if, if I'm writing for someone else, again, how exposed are they? Oh, yeah, then, then when you're writing, sometimes <laughs> if you know, okay, so I think I should, I should like go back a bit. When I first started this as a career, I had one of my mentors tell me that I need to decide the kind of job that I pick and what they are for. So one is for you need to pay your bills. Two is for, it needs to progress you. How are you learning from it? And how is it going to progress you in terms of your career? Like, would it take you from level A to level B? Mm -hmm. I think that would be the two things. So sometimes if you're writing for, you need to pay your bills. It would be nice if you've gotten, so if, you're, if your reputation or your name has gotten to some sort of level and you know that, Nobody can ever know that you wrote this rubbish. It would be nice for you. <laughs> yeah. Nice yeah for you. So you have a fake name. You have a fake name sometimes. Like you just put uh, instead of Ibele Nebeli. You say Tinuke Tinuke Kamsen or I'm So yes, so that that alone would tell you the kind mm -hmm. of job you're taking the producer, how educated are they on storytelling and how open-minded are they with your ideas, then what budget do they have? But then again, even with regards to budget, you can tell a good story with limited spaces, limited people and stuff like that. Because remember, it's your character. People have to fall in love with your characters. Oh, and then there's something that Robert Mackey likes to say, and I agree with. Every character in your film feels like the story is about them. So if you want to put the character, don't put the character because your hero needs the character. No, let the character be there for themselves. Let it, let them have like a, a real reason to be there. Let them not just be there oh, because you're this person's sister. How are they contributing to the plot? How are mm. they contributing to move the story forward? Mm. So, all right. Yeah. So let's 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 uh, let's check this out also with all the stories you've written, obviously I'm sure you prefer some type of genres. You know the ones you prefer. So you know, you know, you know, when it comes to there's some you'd be like, all right, sure, let's do this. I'll send it to you in uh, two weeks tops. Or uh, then some you'd be like, yeah, um, then you put it, think about putting it, paying your bills, you'd be like, all right, fine, I'll take it on. <laughs> I'm sure you've taken some that you'd be like, I should never have. So which ones do you prefer? Which ones do you have the least uh uh, liking for let me just put it that way the one that i like the most i write it for myself and i'm yet to produce them really i like supernatural i like thriller i like horror super nice so yeah but the one that we do the most is is drama hmm. so but at least at least because i also write for african magic so at least african magic now we're doing epic and in some of our history, um, we have a bit of the, maybe a bit of supernatural, a bit of here and there, just trying to drag to see how it would look and stuff like that. But yeah, comedy is very hard. <laughs> but I enjoy comedy. Like, I enjoy comedy because it's 
that's that makes me sound like a masochist. But it's painful <laughs> to me. Oh no, 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 not at all. It, it means you like the challenge, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So comedy is quite hard to write. Mm. Comedy because comedy comes from pain. The characters are not laughing. It's not. I don't. I don't like slapsticks where you're like, oh, you fall down. Or no, they have to be in actual pain. Like something is really hurting them and they're in pain. But for you, the observer, it's amusing to you. Yeah, I it's mean, strategy plus timing. That's basically what comedy is for most people. But yeah, the basic concept. And Amaka like, did it very well with Fuji House. She did very well with mm-hmm. Fuji House. And then when you watch stuff like um, um, How I Met Your Mother, how, um, what's his name? Was he Rob? I can't remember now. Barney or Ted? Ted, thank you, Ted. Yeah. Ted was always in pain, always had broken women were always doing stuff to him but we found it so it was hilarious it was funny we loved it we loved watching his pain <laughs> which basically is comedy true very true but here because of how our industry is people think that comedy is um what's it called slapstick so mm-hmm. i I, 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 so the movie that I wrote, la- no, I didn't write it last year. The movie that came out last year that I was a writer and a strip producer on, it's called Mali. Um, I went more for a dramedy than an outright comedy. So it was drama and a bit of comedy. So it wasn't in their face. You would have the, a bit of laughs and stuff like that. And that came mm-hmm. from pain because that's how I know how to write comedy. And I, I'm not really perfect in it. I'm still learning. So maybe if you watch it, please tell me what you think. <laughs> No, I'm yeah. sure for the fact that you understand the concept and also I think it's a major plus that you hate, not like you detest or you do not like slapstick because it looks like the easiest go-to for a lot of people who write comedy, especially on, on unfortunately in part of the world. Where it's like slapstick and that's it, I'm good. But you know, I like the fact that you understand and you appreciate the basics and actually what makes a good comedy. And this has been a formula that has worked over the years in Hollywood and you know you, you understand this very much yeah tragedy which is basically timing so let's talk about your process you said you like comedy also one of the reasons not to sound like a masochist is because you know it's hard to write so I know you work well under pressure you work well under pressure but no, you can't write for TV I know work well under pressure I'm sorry you have <laughs> well, you have 24 hours deadline to churn out an episode mm-hmm. and then you have deadlines like before before they even start shooting they already expect to have about 40 episodes down. And this is just an example. Sometimes it might be more, but try not for it to be less. So, or if you're writing super story and then they would want the whole script to be ready. Like they'll give you timeline. They don't want to, they don't want to know whether, no, it's production. We've said we're shooting at this time. The actors have to be here because production every day is money. Every single day money goes. So for any extra day you make, and I understand that because I'm a producer. So every day extra you give them, you're thinking about logistics, you're thinking about welfare, you're thinking about everything else. And then the contract that they signed, because every crew has signed the contract for a number of days. Even us right keeps The time keeps, the clock keeps ticking, whether or not the right fare is ready. Exactly. And also you also want, you don't want to have that tag on your back that you're this kind of writer who doesn't deliver or uh, their word. Because again, word of mouth is how we are in this industry. Referrals, referrals, referrals. So, so let's, let's talk about your process, right? Let's talk about the one, like the, uh, like how you go about it. So do you have like a cup of coffee in hand? 
watch your favorite TV show just to keep the juices flowing, listen to your favorite song, and then you're like, I'm ready to write. And then while you're telling us about that, also remember the situations where you've had writer's block. How did you deal with it? I technically don't believe in writer's block. All right. All right. <laughs> That's what's up. So I don't mm. believe in it because writers were born to procrastinate. Okay. okay. I know that other word for us procrastinating. We write better when we are under pressure because if we weren't, we'd be procrastinating. There are a ton of books to read, comics, films to watch, series to binge on. I'm about to just be friends about the stories that you just finished watching or reading or a book that you finished. Like there's always something aside from the actual work. Like if I open my system, I had to put my wallpaper to say, shouldn't you be writing? Because it's that bad. Like it's literally that bad. So, but what I, I yeah. tend to do is, Oh, another thing, my mind is always filled with voices. I talk to myself a lot. I talk to inanimate things a lot. So when I'm writing, I try to drown the voices. So I play music. I didn't used to do that before. And I, I just realized, oh, I was thinking about something and one hour is gone. So it's not, even, it's not even the social media or anything. It's just my mind. I've slipped into one of my stories in my head. And I'm having like a thrill time. I realized, oh, it's 5 p.m. You haven't done anything. So previously, I used to write all night. Like, you'll be so quiet. And then I'll do from, like, 10 p.m. or 12 midnight till, like, 6 a.m. and then crash. Yeah. But then I realized that I was getting younger. It okay. wasn't helping my health. <laughs> so now I try to write during the day and force myself. By forcing myself, I mean not looking for anything else to distract me. If I'm writing, my phone can't be in the same room with me. It's not possible. Nice. Mm -hmm. Because it's never in the same room. I don't drink coffee. I'm naturally hyper. I don't know if you noticed, I've moved my hand like a million times already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have noticed. <laughs> yeah, a lot of coffee for yeah. my thing. Mm -hmm. So basically, yeah, just sit down and write. If so, it depends on what I plan to do that day. I think it helps people to know what you plan to do the day, to know what again go, what you plan to achieve for the day. So if you decide to write, you're going to do maybe ten pages. Try and make that ten pages. It would help you because it's like how taking a walk. One step takes you closer to your goal. If you decide you're only going to break down for that day, then do the breakdown. If you have a deadline and you have to submit a 22-page episode that day, you better do it because you don't want your, hand, your head writer on your head. So that's basically it. I don't have anything extra. If I think that, okay, so I realized that I didn't really answer the block. So if sometimes when you're writing, you have ideas come to you, but they are ideas you've probably seen in a movie or they're just easy come. It's almost everywhere. What right. I try to just go for work or I close my system and then I probably try to do like a chore or to just walk around. Mm. You would realize that in your mind, it keeps, the idea keeps churning. You have different okay. variations of it come. And then until you have the one you're most satisfied with or the one you feel, oh, people haven't seen or it yeah. works better with this character, then you can come back and write it. Okay. So, All right. That is super. That is super. So, uh, as we get closer to wrapping this up, you know, let's let's talk about your 
imagination. Now, one thing I realized is you mentioned something before. I said you have to think about the audience. And I'm very sure many times you've wanted to just drift because it will basically just reflect exactly how you see the world. But I feel like with how you've said it, like a lot of your creativity has to just be measured because you know, hmm, will this public get it? Because if they allow you to write, who knows, you'd write something like uh, Inflection, in, in, I said Inflection, sorry, Christopher Nolan's um, Inception rather, or okay. you know, um, anything just simply amazing. So let's, the, 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 also the fact that you're a producer as well, I guess it also helps with your writing. Because sometimes yeah. you want to go, you want to go just simply magical, but then you realize, hmm, to produce this is going to be like half of the budget. So let's leave this alone, right? So how do you, so how do you, how do you get yourself to just restrict yourself? And then does that, does that come as a major disappointment for you sometimes? Like, ah, oh, I would really like to put this in, but I know, man, they, I don't know if you'll get it, but I don't know if we can produce this. Okay, so two things. Uh, with the day of social media and following other people that you respect their artwork, you realize that there's a cheaper way to do something that you want to do. Mm. There's always a cheap, but the thing is, it will probably be more stressful. Ah. So again, these are, this is for when I'm writing for myself, not for outside people. <laughs> if it's for myself and I know it's, it's, it's like is integral to the story, I would put it and then probably have a conversation with another director that I respect the work. Okay. and see how feasible this is to do but i will try not to make it limit me i will just look for an alternative so if i say i have a story where there's an army lady who is beating up all these guys and then they tell you oh boy nigerian scene this is this this that that is not possible can she can that and then you have to now look for a backstory that covers up that and makes it possible or you mm. want to blow her why if you if you decide to just only blue, maybe have a tire burning would the idea that you're trying to do change does it mm. take away from the story and i had to learn that in film school because then they would ask you if it doesn't work if you're trying to push it then maybe it's for story so it's for budget it helps you look for a cheaper way to do it without taking away from the story Right, right. Very well, very well put together. So I guess obviously it makes uh, your writing, it makes the back and forth with the producer and the director when you send your script like limited or less. Because I assume maybe if you didn't have that experience of producing, but I've sent it back, I say, come on, we can't have a spaceship in this scene. Hey, Billy, come on, stop it. Because <laughs> the budget won't carry it. All right, well, look, we've come to the end of this and you have been awesome. You know, didn't expect anything less. And it's much appreciated. But we come to the part where we ask you for your top five movies. <laughs> you have one of them, unless maybe you just remember that it's War of the Roses, you know? Unless like, you want to take that out of the top five. So uh, I don't have a top five, but I can tell you the movies that I really, really like because I always talk about them. And I think I've already mentioned three. The first, Die Hard, um, Train to Busan, which is a Korean mm -hmm. movie. And yeah. War of the Roses two. Wait, there's this other one that I... what? The first one was what? Die Hard. The first Die one. Hard. Oh yeah. Yeah. Love is it a Christmas movie? Do you think it's a Christmas movie or it's not a Christmas movie? It's that's a controversy. People ask this all the time. I think it's a movie that I think it's a story that happened at Christmas, but it's not a Christmas story. Oh man. 
Okay, all right, Karen. <laughs> yeah. I can't stand Christmas movies, sorry. Oh, understood. <laughs> <laughs> it gets very cheesy, super cheesy. You're just like, yeah, no need. So we have Die Hard, Train to Busan, and uh, War of oh. the Roses. Then there's this other one yeah. that I really liked. Um, I'm trying to remember the name now. I saw the devil. It's not English. I think it's, um, it's not Korean. Mm -hmm. It's Japanese or so. It's basically about this guy who is in the, he's somewhat like a DSS guy, all the secret service type people, and he's engaged. So his wife goes on this trip, and then she gets kidnapped and killed. Not his wife, mm -hmm. his fiancée, sorry. And the guy goes on a revenge mission. But I really like it because it's a totally different type of revenge that I've seen. Hmm. Yes. Nice. I don't know. If, it's not a recent movie. I think it was in 20, 2016 or 2014. It's not recent. I guess for someone who has written so many scripts, one of the things that attracts you is if they stray away from the usual expected plot. So that's probably exactly. what attracted you to this one for sure. Um, it makes sense. Not that it doesn't make sense. Not that it not doesn't like, make sense. Not that you're like, we just did it just because we wanted it to be different. Exactly. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. All right. So the final one. I, I don't think fine. <laughs> You're going to let I, down some and they'll come and haunt you at night. Since you have so many imaginations, they'll just come and be like, yo, you let us down, Ibele. <laughs> yeah. Can I put a series instead? Not a movie. Wait, it was one movie and then put a series. They will just because put it in that. I can't think of a series, but I can't think of a movie, but there's a show that I really liked. And funnily enough, it's the same actor that did Train to Busan. So that also tells you that it's not, it's not, it's not American or English or whatnot. Okay. So I like, I like Korean movies, Asian stuff, because they stray away from the usual and... Mm -hmm. Where Nigerian movie will probably end, they will end five steps later. And you're like, no, I didn't see that. Come. No, wait, that happened? No, it's not. Like, it just, like, okay. Like, it, and it's really, really cool, actually, as you said, for us that we've watched a ton of stuff. And yes. we're one seeing the same thing. So I really like, yeah. I can't think of another movie, but I know a show. It's called Goblin. Actually, it's called, um, mm. yeah, I can't remember no, but the 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 media or the no not the media the typical name that you just check on like and see it is Goblin. It's the same oh. director and actor of Train to Busan. Hmm. Okay. All right. So By you mentioned way, uh, yeah. Good. Sorry, Train to Busan was so good that they actually yeah. went and the second part that just came out. This Which was in English, yeah. Yeah, but you know the first one is always B. The first one is always big. As, as usual. <laughs> so uh, so you don't want to throw in a movie like a horror movie? I think Train to Busan was kind of like, you know, but not completely. You so, know, so do you want to do I know, I know you like your supernatural stuff. So any anyone you want to throw in there are supernatural? No, supernatural. I like the story. No, I, I enjoyed the freaky yeah. thing. Not necessarily the yeah. story story. Because the after okay. all, same thing. Uh, no, I don't, I don't mean a series. I don't mean a series supernatural. I mean maybe any of these. No, I mean I mean horror movies typically. Oh, horror movies basically, yeah. yeah, yeah basically yeah. the same thing. There's no oh what wait, that was oh no, that was a series, sorry. And it's Indian. <laughs> oh. 
I can't think. It, it's so it's much. great that you're you know that you're you're not trying to keep it just Hollywood. You know, you you try to look beyond. You know, I find out that there's a lot of good material just be, be beyond those restrictions. So, yeah. do you want to throw in a Nigerian movie for good measure? Let me put you on the spot, Billy. Boom. It won't be a recent Nigerian movie, and I would pick it because of the thing that came out. It was violated, and when it came out, for oh yeah, movie. that is a classic. That is a classic. I pick that it because when it came out. So it was like a transcendent, same way living in Bonjid was like a, a transcendent, but I prefer Violeta because of the themes it explored. The mm. themes, I don't know if you watched it in recent times, but the whole adoption, the whole not having a child, the whole love being, you don't have to be a biological mother to be a good mother. So things mm. like, like, as I said, Amaka Igwe, I mean, me, me, her soul keep resting in peace, but she was yeah. just... Aces. All that in the bag of chips plus more. Very true. Thank you so much, Billy. This has been awesome. And um, I'm sure you have a lot of writing to do still. Looks like you're in your, you know, you're in, you're in your zone. Oh, you're taking a break? Are you taking a break? Is this the part where you take a break? I've had a virtual workshop since Monday, back to back. Wow. I was wow. have to do tomorrow, but they pushed it till Monday. So I have another one Monday through to Friday. So today oh. I'm just rest rest at least i'll try and rest and look we appreciate this makes us appreciate this more the fact that during the time we were supposed to be resting you took some time to talk to us and we really really appreciate it a whole lot but i wanted to tell you that i follow you on ig and oh, that i listen to yes and i wanted to tell you that i think your voice is really velvety and i really really thank like, you so much you know i just i don't even i'm just i, I just don't know how <laughs> How to take this compliment, but thank you so much. I'll look for you on Instagram and just be like, hey, shout your holla. It'd be super. Thank you so much. Thank you once again. And I hope you hope you uh, get all the rest that you need. So when you get back to writing, you know, you keep it fresh. And we see the horror movie that you've been hoping to write one of these days. I know it's gonna be mind-blowing skin, you know, have the goose pimples everywhere, and I'm sure it'll be fantastic. So we're looking forward to that too. Oh, I can just start with thrill and then walk my way up to as that's, I well, that's a plan too. <laughs> All right, Billy, thank you so much. And yeah, thank you very much for joining us on the Talent X Movie Business Podcast. Movie Business Podcast. All right, take care. Bye.